1: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Hi, I'm Jules Von Hepp.
1: Hello, I'm
2: Sarah Powell.
0: And welcome to Wobble, a podcast about happiness and body confidence.
2: Because we all wobble. On this episode of Wobble, we have writer, publisher and podcaster, Bride Chiller, also known as Aussie wonder, Alicia McCormack. Now, obviously, we will talk about weddings, planning and pressures and things like that. But if you're thinking, Sarah, I'm not getting married. So actually, I think I'll just skip this episode. Please don't. There is so much amazing life advice and brilliant tips that can be applied to so many other things because Alicia is full of wisdom. Here she is.
3: Alicia Bates, hi! Hi! Welcome to Wobble! Thank you so much. And I feel like only dogs could have heard my um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just something for the dogs yeah, though. At oh, the start. She's there. there. Good honour. <laughs> for those who don't know, mm. just explain what a bride chiller is. Right, good. Often something that people misinterpret. Yeah. And they say, oh, it's a lazy bride she's or a groom, br- a groom okay. chiller or a bride chiller. And mm-hmm. I get quite angry. But then I think it's something that is evolving and people sometimes get it wrong. So I'm here to get it right. Great. Bride chiller is really a concept where you are planning the wedding you want you don't feel necessarily beholden to the pressures that are surrounding so many couples that are planning a wedding, potentially like the mainstream wedding press that are saying, you've got to do all this stuff. And it's then just picking and choosing and ditching obligation and pressure and just doing something that you want to do and planning a great party yeah nice Mm.
2: and so for my wedding as well there was family to Mm. consider of course like you know so you want to make sure because the thing is the weird thing about organizing a wedding is it's the only time in my life that I would ever organize something for my friends but also my mum and dad's friends absolutely and that's a very because normally they'd look after their friends I'd look after mine and everyone have a great time so you've got a lot
3: of people People to think about, haven't you? Yeah. 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 It's a it's a, a, a vast consideration. Yeah. And I think it's very challenging to quote get it right. But I yeah. do think you have to Find a balance between, you know, your expectations of what you want to do, what sort of party you want to create yeah. and events surrounding weddings as well because it's not just the wedding day. There's lots of other things that now have been made to be normal yeah. that you have to have, which, Yes, you know, whatever. But I do think it's really hard. I think that's where people come undone because they are trying to please everyone. And yeah. again, that sort of falls under what I hope I can help people with by just empowering them to make decisions that work for them. Yeah. And that sometimes means... Mum really wants to invite her best friend, Beryl, who you couldn't give a shit about, Uh, but... Oh, Beryl. I love you, Beryl. (laughs) I know I always pick Beryl. beryl if you're listening we sure. love you yeah but sometimes it's like all right well if it's going to keep everyone happy and it's not going to deeply affect you in a negative way yes just invite beryl
2: pick your battles exactly is something that i learned very early on mm. because yeah what you realize is you could really fall out with either each other mm-hmm. who's getting married or friends, family, whoever. And then you get to the point where you're like, oh my God, this isn't that important to me. Like, exactly. it became really clear that my dress was really important to me, what I'm gonna wear. Music was really important to John, that was his thing. He was like, I wanna get the music right. So right. we were like, okay. So actually, once you identify that what's really important for you, mm-hmm. you can kind of, it's
3: nice. It's actually a relief, isn't yeah. it? to kind of let go of the rest of it. We talk about, and I'm going to swear, so if anyone's offended, sure, hold on to your handbag. <laughs> um, the, the idea that came up in our community and has really, people have just grabbed it and gone with it, is the fuck it bucket. Yeah, And it's like a really empowering thing that I think we should all take into our everyday lives. But people in our Facebook group, they call it the FIB, Yeah, keeping it nice. Nice, no, the fib. Yeah. The fib. And we sort of say, what are the things that are... You know, like you said, sort of meaningless to us when it comes to what are you going to remember about the day? Yeah. What are the things that you could just put in the fuck it bucket and watch it burn and it won't make any difference to your enjoyment and your guests' enjoyment. And it's so great. Every couple of days, someone will put up a post in our Facebook group going, what are you putting in the fib today? And people... Like, you know, sometimes people are just like, oh, I'm putting the garter toss or whatever. Yes. And people are like, I'm putting the whole reception in the fuck it bucket. We're just eloping. (laughs) And then you see these people, woo, you know. So I think the fuck it bucket is one of those things you can use to really just consider what's important to you and maybe the fuck it bucket is saying I'm going to put wedding weight loss in the fuck it bucket because who cares if it's not important to you or maybe say I'm going to put the expectation to be thin in the fuck it bucket but what I'm going to take out of the fuck it bucket is looking after myself and being more healthy yeah
2: and looking the way I want to on my wedding yes the fuck it bucket's great Mm. because you can just use it for your life if you're not getting married sure I mean obviously there's the, um, the life changing magic of not giving a fuck do you remember that book I do it's similar isn't it sure idea that you choose what's important to you because I think we get stressed we get really stressed or we get really caught up in something and actually sometimes it's really lovely to take a step back and go I'm getting really into this for the wrong reason totally do you know what I mean I'm following this because I'm nine times out of ten I'm trying to please somebody else or there's somebody else that I'm worried about and equally I think it's really nice to recognize what we do care about do you know what I mean like you said you can
3: take things back out because you can go oh actually no that Doesn't feel right. Yeah. I'm all about creating new traditions because traditions had to come from somewhere originally. And then, often, especially considering where weddings have evolved to be more of a party, not just us, your father giving you to another family because of a dowry situation. Yeah. We have gone past that, hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Just. 99% of us have gone to that stage of it's not a, a financial transaction. So, the idea that we're following these year-oldie traditions blindly, and I'm not dissing people that like and celebrate traditions, but just to go back and to consider... What does this activity or this function? What does it have meaning to you? And if it doesn't, put in the fucker bucket. Yeah. Or make it something new, or do your own thing. Yes. And be cool with it, and enjoy it, and feel empowered by that decision. Yeah. Obviously, through my celebrant stuff, mm.
2: speaking to couples, it, they're always surprised that, like, for example, you don't have to exchange rings. Yeah. And I think that's something that really surprises people because, like you said, it's a tradition. It's it's probably been at every wedding you've ever been to. Totally. But actually, it's nothing to do with you legally getting married it's just a lovely tradition and for some people they're like well I love that and Mm. that's you know I married one couple and actually the exchange of rings was more important to them than the vows that that was like the central part of their ceremony which is awesome And then but something that comes up a lot is public speaking Mm -hmm. because it's it's a horrible thing that people are really worried about it about their wedding because they're not comfortable public speakers they're not interested and the thought of making wild declarations of love in front of friends and family they can't think of anything worse it's mortifying yeah and it's amazing to be able to go well you don't have to do it Mm -hmm. you can either just repeat after me or you can just say i agree or just not do it at all. And the relief, you can see it on them. They're like, oh my God, I don't have to do it. <laughs> I mean, how awful for your wedding to feel like you've got to do anything, especially something that makes you feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. What do you think, and I know this is going to change for absolutely everyone, what do you think is the most stressful thing for people? What stresses sort of, What are the top three sort of thing?
3: I think when people get into wedding planning, what I see are other people's expectations. Yeah. So that might be parents especially i talk about wedding donors and it's my fun way to say when parents contribute or family members contribute money to the wedding yeah. and therefore they then work like a political donor yes this is sort of my metaphorical sort of idea about it that they go no no, no we want we want you to have the best day have some cash And then a lot of people feel uncomfortable because they're like, oh, do they have decisions that need to be made because they've contributed these funds? And that's not always the case. Some people are really cool and just go have the cash. But a lot of the time there are underlying issues related to that money and feeling obliged to do what the parent says, which again may be cool, but also it can be really hard if they're stuck in the 70s. (laughs) Um, How do you navigate that, though? I think it's conversations from the get-go. And it's uncomfortable because I think, especially as women, we're conditioned not to talk about money. And uh, it can be really challenging. And also just... In general, I don't know why I had to gender that, but I do find it can be tricky. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be nice to say, hey, mum and dad, thank you so much. This is so generous. Can we talk about what your expectations of this contribution are? You don't have to be that formal. Yeah. Sounds like a business meeting. (laughs) But just to say... Hey, do you want to, are you paying for the dress? Is it the food? Is it the alcohol? Yes. And what relationship do you want? Do you want us to keep you updated? Do you want us to send you receipts? Do you want to come to meetings? Because if they can say, no, just go spend the money and have a good time, great. Yeah. But if they say, actually, we want to buy you your wedding attire or dress. Yeah. And I want to come to every appointment. You go, great. might be annoying for some people, but great. At least I know. Yes. Because all the shit that goes down with weddings, I would say 90% of problems that happen with bridal party parents your cousin who thinks she's bringing a boyfriend that she's met on tinder three weeks ago yes <gasps> people that say when you say i don't want to have kids at the wedding and they go yeah but you can we can take my kids can't when you're like no well you can't because i said no yeah all this happens because people don't communicate yes and it's hard i'm not saying it's easy no so that's one <laughs> <laughs> yeah what Good. was the other thing? Um, money. Yeah, of course. Hard. Yeah. There's a idea that, you know, I, I really go on and on about it, but I truly believe, I call it the wedding Illuminati, but it's this concept of... We are told the average British wedding costs 20,000 mm-hmm. pounds. And these stats come from wedding magazines who were then funded by advertising, and I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist and nut job. But when you look at it, the wedding can cost as much money as you have and want to spend. It's like yeah. a house. yeah, uh, yeah. You, know, you will spend however much money the going rate is to live on that street and to buy that sort of house. Yeah. And it could be, you know, as we know, the housing market goes up and down and weddings do as well. So I think we all go into it going, oh, 20 grand, that's fine. And then you're like 20,000 pounds or dollars or whatever your currency is. Yeah. Shit, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But it's been normalized. Sure.
2: Yes. And also there's an expectation that you've got to spend that because True. if you don't, you won't have a good wedding. Which is such a lot of Oh, well, that's, that's horrid, isn't it? I mean, that's a huge pressure mm. to have on you.
0: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
2: Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash acast and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, something that you mentioned, which I know you talked about on um the episode you did with Lucy Sheridan. Yes. We, we love on Wobble. We love. Hi, Lucy. <laughs> post wedding because i got married it's just over three weeks ago now The post-wedding blues Mm. have been awful Mm. and I do want to come on to it. But I thought you made a really good point with Lucy about post-wedding expectation Mm -hmm. that it wasn't as good as you thought it was going to be. So not only have you got this expectation about yourself running up to the wedding, it can come back afterwards. Because I I have picked over everything about that wedding (laughs) and I can name three things that in inverted commas went wrong. They didn't go wrong. Nobody noticed. Some tables didn't go out at one point. Nobody noticed. I had like two pieces to my wedding skirt and I wish that I'd taken one of them off for my first dance Right, and it's really weird because what I'm in danger of doing
3: is looking back on the wedding and going oh it was amazing but I do think there's been a lot of conversations in our, we've got a a couple of Facebook groups Mm -hmm. and one of them is called Chiller Grads so we say you graduate in the Bride lovely. it's funny and someone put up a post recently which is what spurred me on to get in touch with Lucy but just saying that anxiety post wedding and also thinking back and overlooking the good moments and thinking about the things that went wrong yeah. and I can relate to this I think we've all got moments in our lives where um that you've said something to someone and they would never have thought about that saying you're saying whatever yeah. ever again but yes. you replay it over and over sure. again and yeah. I can think of moments now that it gives me a pit in my guts where it's <laughs> like <laughs> and that, you know, what they would never have even considered that that was inappropriate. The, was the, and you might mention it to them, yeah, and they might go, "What? I can't even remember you saying what that." Like, you what? From... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I do think that you can get hung up, especially around such an event as this, where you have built it up or you have imagined this moment and it didn't quite run to schedule or plan, or as you said, a little thing went wrong, or maybe a big thing went wrong. Yeah. But then, as humans, our whole uh, and our memories, you, you can latch on to these things and it's really hard to shake them off. Yeah. So, the discussion I had with Lucy, and it's so great, was sort of about how to empower yourself to shake take it off and forget about it but also to acknowledge that and actually okay play it over in your mind think about it consider why it wasn't great but then also realize that's a past moment and if we keep dwelling on things it doesn't do us any good yeah the post-wedding blues conversation is so interesting and I liken it to when you finish a show like I used to do a lot of stand-up comedy and I do the comedy festivals which was a month of your life which was possibly you'd relate it to being in hell but also it's great yeah and you it's a come. bubble, isn't it? It You're, is. Yeah. You just get in the motion. You go and fly. You do your gig. You hope someone turns up. You don't have yeah. to be a crappy show. It's a great show. Woo! Come back the next day. Oh, that sucked. i got to come back the next day. And I would always find at the end of it, I would feel this sort of depression. Would Like this wave of depression would come over me because the habit was gone. Yeah. I was sort of thinking, what am I going to do with my time now? Yeah. I'm not constantly thinking about this thing. And also, what am I going to do with my life? There's nothing left for me to do anymore
2: because there is life before the wedding of and life after the wedding. And yeah. you, I think that's the hardest thing for me is that I hadn't looked past the wedding uh-huh. at all because everything was focused on the wedding, the wedding. Yeah, and so I never saw it coming. I never saw it coming that I would feel low or down or there would be any sort of come down. Mm-hmm. I never, I, I'd never considered it, and I almost think that made it harder mm-hmm. in a way because you're absolutely right. What something that I miss, I feel like there's two main things that I miss one I miss being around people mm-hmm. all the time because when you're getting married everybody is there for you it's all eyes they're asking what do you need what we're what we going to get what, what have you this have you talked about this I was speaking to my mum like three four five times a week do you know what I mean? because there would just be constantly stuff to talk about people are asking you all the time what about your wedding what's this gonna you know you've got something to talk about yeah. all the time and you're answering emails and you're doing planning and you're doing stuff like that and then suddenly almost overnight everyone disappears because they've gone back to their lives because of course because they can't <laughs> <laughs> Focus on you anymore so that was a big thing for me like it was like a real loneliness that came in and I'm freelance you know so I'm on my own a lot um, but the other thing is what you said which is the purpose mm-hmm. it filled so much time and I had so much purpose organizing the wedding and weirdly I think that's the bit I miss most I think that's
3: the emptiest bit for me it's weird that I talked to a lot of wedding vendors mm. on my podcast So many vendors came from their other world, got hitched, and then went. I can do that. I can be a wedding vendor. Yeah. And then transferred that energy they <laughs> yes. had for their own wedding to then planning other people's weddings or doing flowers or being a wedding photographer. And yeah. I always liken that to this extension of this energy they want to keep going or just going. I can do better than that person. I do my thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is it is interesting because it's a bit of an adrenaline rush. Yeah. You've got the the high as you said from the support and the love that you get, and it's really I think something to. Look back on, but also make us all realise that that communication and connection we have with our family and friends, maybe it's a really good indicator that we should up it a little bit in totally. our daily lives. Absolutely, yeah. And it's so nice to be with all those people. Yeah. And to go, oh, we are, especially in a, a society where we're on the screens a lot and we're, you know, people don't use the phone anymore. I love the phone. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, you know, I just don't understand why people are so adverse to a telephone call. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the WhatsApp, but I do think it's a nice reminder that these people will show up to celebrate you. Yeah. Yeah, and your love, and you found this fellow weirdo that you connect yeah. with, and you're like, oh, great, right, this is awesome. That maybe it's a good indicator that we should all do a little bit more. Yeah, love giving. Yeah, because it's
2: receiving. Yes. I think that's another thing that struck me. And I talked to my uh, my bridesmaid about this afterwards. She was like, it's so we don't receive that no. much, it's sort of day to day. You know, in terms of obviously people give you presents and stuff, but in terms of love and the fact that they're all there and they've booked a hotel or they've turned up or they've got a babysitter. whatever it's a lot to receive and receive and receive and I think it's that high as well that's difficult to come down from totally yeah I'm still coming down and I got married six years ago. Well, this is amazing because <laughs> I talked about this on my stories and the amount of people that got in touch with me and said, I'm six months on and I'm still, like, grieving yeah. that my wedding's not happening anymore. You know, it's taken me this long. One one lady wrote to me and she said that she'd cried for the whole of her honeymoon and her husband was like, oh, my God, are you all right? <laughs> are you going to be like, Are going to be okay? Oh. Because, I, And I think we don't talk about it enough and that's why I was so desperate. I mean we always say wobbles like free therapy and mm. right now I really need free therapy sure. because it's I'm in it do you know what I mean like and also I thought it had passed you know I was like oh yeah post wedding blues had them for three days and here I am like four weeks on because also I feel like I can't keep saying to people oh, I'm really miss the wedding do you know what mm. I mean because it's like oh yeah okay all right I can get over your wedding
3: but do you think it's also this idea that we're conditioned and I keep coming back to condition like yeah. I'm some sort of freaking therapist We build up to a certain event, the wedding, other things in our lives. I'm sure it's the same when people have babies. I haven't had a baby yet, but I'm sure it's the same when you're pregnant and you're getting the attention, oh, you got the bump and all that. But, and then you have the baby and you go, great, I've got this baby. <laughs> yeah, everyone, I've got a baby. <laughs> I've got a baby. They're like, I don't know, everyone else has got babies, whatever. Yeah. But the idea that we build, 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 build and that we're sort of high on all this, this attention and, and love and joy, but then we sort of fall off the cliff because we don't really know what the next thing is in yeah. our lives and what to do. But also with weddings especially, we're sending this message that, oh, you're supposed to meet your man or your woman friend and then you get married and then you live happily every after And this is like the peak of our existence. Yeah. which we know not to be the case. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure. But there's pressure yeah. and also that once we hit that we're on the roller coaster and we hit the top that we're also then told, well you've had your big day yes that's it yes duck, 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 and you, you, the roller coaster is going down again yeah and I try and say to my listeners and, and, and my readers to say I don't like using the best day of your life perfect day dream day because I think that wording sets us up for a really big fall in the end yeah when you go well I freaking hope I have 25 best days of my life yeah and I loved our wedding day and I look back and i can picture all the dancing and the people, and I just thought my hair looked great. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> want to, I really want to experience that on a whole other level totally, 50
2: million times this really sort of um, sits next to when I talk about celebration a lot and and I do a lot of work around self celebration Mm. because the idea that we've got to get married, have a baby or die to have a celebration is it, it's not going to be enough for me and I think that's another reason that we get, there's so much pressure on it like you say because it's like well it's your wedding you're probably, you know, all being well you'll only do it once and even if you did it again it wouldn't look like this one and and it's just yeah like you said it's it's so much pressure that this has got to be this amazing wonderful thing i always remember my friend saying she was like i I, i've never said this before but my wedding wasn't the best day of my life you know and it's like i knew around the table people went God. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) poor her. Like, what a shame. But she actually said one of the days on her honeymoon where they got up late and they went down and had an amazing breakfast and lay on the beach all day and then went to dinner and had cocktails. That was the best day. She was like, that was probably one of the best days of my life. Sounds amazing. Like, it is, oh God, it's almost taboo to say
3: my wedding wasn't the best day It's almost like you undermine your marriage somehow. And it it feels like, I think it feels like a betrayal to everyone involved. Yes. Which is bullshit and yeah. we know it and it's this and yet another thing that comes back to the perception of how something should be not just going oh for fuck's sake just enjoy it Yeah. and if it wasn't the best I mean who are we to judge I can't even think now like if we were to be put on the spot yeah. and remove the wedding days yeah. from, from the you know what would you say would be the best day oh my god it's so hard isn't it yeah, of course it's, it's, yeah. you know it's like saying what's your
2: favourite song and then you can't think of one song that you've ever heard ever that you even know. I don't liked. even know what a song is <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like there's moments do you yeah. know what I mean why should it be all in one day do you I know don't what know. I mean like why can't I have an amazing breakfast from that day and I'll have a really good afternoon from over there it's moments isn't it and yeah. that's actually funnily enough I look back on my wedding and it's the moments that you pick out do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and it's moments that you know it's like when you see your nan talking to somebody that you went to school with it's those moments it's those snapshots that actually that's what you need to do
3: rather than looking back at it a whole like was it a success or a failure and I'm so happy you just said the moments you just revealed then Mm. Didn't have anything to do with the aesthetics of a wedding No, or anything I'd organised or anything I'd really... We always talk about, we had this great DJ, a guy called Andrew McClellan. If you're ever in Australia, he runs lots of um, sort of great nights Called the Andrew McClellan Finishing School. Great. He just did Edinburgh last year, and he came and ran these sort of great night like dance parties. But he is just one of these guys. Actually, he just supported Cher around Australia. Oh my god, <laughs> that's unreal. He and he dances and he wears this beautiful sort of vintage getup. He looks like he's straight out of Mad Men. He's perfect. A god. Yeah. But he really, we always talk about him when it comes to the wedding because he created this vibe. Yeah. And my dad and my stepmother who. I just didn't think it would be that, in, like they hadn't shown that much interest in my wedding for whatever reason. <clears throat> um, <laughs> sure. They did not leave the dance floor mm. the whole night. And that's my memory of looking over and seeing them dancing because my expectations that I had sort yes. of put out there, it, it had been trying in the lead up to the wedding, and I thought they were going to turn up more likely her having a bit of a shitty time and, and projecting her discomfort or whatever, yeah. yeah, her own bad vibes, yeah. And then looking over and seeing them dancing and really getting into it, yeah. and Andrew playing the right music for the moment, yeah, that sits and warms my heart because for all the years of crap I've put up with that relationship yes I took away and went, At least we had that amazing moment. Yeah. And I saw you dancing and I know you had a good time. Yeah. And even if You probably would say you're deaf, but you didn't like me and you have a good time. I know it. That is an amazing thing to worry. About. And I know
2: I had 25 worries like sure. that before the wedding. And then inevitably, like so much in our lives, you worry and worry and worry about something. And then it happens. you cool. Go, oh, it was never even a thing. Yeah. It was not even. And, and that's hard in the run up as yeah. well, because you want everything. You, you want to do the best you can, of course. I think, as well. And you don't want to have missed something. I think that's a lot of pressure as well, that you don't want to go, oh, I never
3: thought of that. And also then people putting, and this, can, again, I just want this to be, if you're not planning a wedding and you're listening to this episode, let's just, some takeaways yeah. from this. Yeah. But the idea that a lot of people feel like, they go, well, here's what you should do. Well, here's what my friend did. Well I think, you know, I try and just remind people, a lot of these people mean well. Yeah. They think they're helping you. And then sometimes they can also go, well, that shouldn't matter. Or don't worry about that. No one's going to notice. And I think that also takes away from your worry. you yeah. not listening to, okay, maybe you're not worrying about tablecloth color, but maybe deep down the actual worry is you letting go of a little bit of control or you're not being able to afford other tablecloths and that goes deeper. Yeah. So I sort of encourage my community to go, we can't shame other people or take away that you're worried about something that someone else thinks is Silly, yeah. I feel like we need to be respectful and also be able to communicate to family members and friends who who come back and say, Well, don't worry about that, or just you're being very silly or whatever. Yeah. And actually saying, Well, this is really meaningful to me and perhaps you think I'm overreacting or perhaps you think this is a beat up or whatever, but actually I'm in this moment. I'm sitting in this at the moment. Yeah. Just let me feel what I want to feel. Yeah. And please support me. Yes. Harder to say to your mother or mother-in-law that you know, knows how to chip away at you and you want to scream. Yeah. But I do think just to sum this up for you, Sarah. (laughs) This sounds profound. (laughs) I'm gonna sit back. People say about Bridezilla and Bridechilla, and I just wanna really reiterate that to me the word bridezilla is so deeply problematic from so many angles really found the foundations of it is saying that a woman can't express her feelings of disdain or discomfort or panic or stress yeah and if she does then she's being branded she's a bridezilla she's being trouble but then if we strip all that away and we look at the wedding industry as a whole and what it's sort of changed from when June got married and when uh, Margie McCormack my mum got married yeah they would most likely their wedding was probably partially organised their parents my mum said she just turned up for her wedding. She, did. she didn't you know go. a single thing there you go Yeah. my parents were the same yeah. and they turn up they have the gig there's not all the preamble that goes they probably didn't even have any of the hens and bucks and yeah. bachelorettes or whatever yeah. all these other freaking events that people have attached to it because it makes money yes and, and I'm not anti-consumerist, people. I love spending money, yeah. but I think there's a lot of pressure for us to do this extra yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then there's all of the messaging we're being given all the time about perfection and you must buy this and this must happen or this is not going to be good or your wedding won't remember, blah, 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 like mm. lists of stuff. And then you wonder why people react and panic and get stressed and then they're called bridezillas yeah. or whatever. It just feels so wrong and I think... Think that when it comes down to it and why Bride Chiller has worked and connected with the audience is just going, forget all that shit and really just plan a lovely party yeah. that you enjoy and it might not be the best party in the whole world because someone's probably having a better party somewhere else. Yeah. Who am I to judge? Yeah. I don't care. But do what you want to do yeah. and just release all of that energy and stress and expectations and just put it in the fuck up. Oh, Amen. Amen. <laughs> We always ask everyone,
2: yeah, who comes on wobble. Please. If you wobble, Alicia, what <laughs> makes you wobble?
3: What is it? What's the thing that kind of trips you up? Um, for me, it's when someone misinterprets something that I do or I feel like I've let them down. Okay. I'm relatively new to running a business. This My podcast has turned into more of a business and I've created books and merch. And if I get a customer service, like my husband and I do all of the stuff and I love that people write thinking we have a team. And that's, you know, kudos to us for creating Absolutely. something. But also, shit, it really stresses me out. If someone writes saying, my package didn't arrive or the other day we sell our um, books to uh, all over the world yeah and but we charge in US dollars and someone wrote from Australia saying you charged me I you said it was $50 and I've been charged $70 not happy or, and yeah and now I read that and I was like oh, oh I don't want to let you down uh, no one in the publishing industry because we self-publish and we're doing it all ourselves and we're hustling and we love it and we care yeah that I sat there going oh my god yeah and And it's like, get your shit together, Alicia. Write her a very lovely, polite business email and explain what the system is. Yeah. And explain that she actually should have seen that there was a very clear message on the page. Yes. Don't get upset. So I suppose when it comes down to it, I need to work on not being as emotionally connected and taking it. Which is hard when it's
2: your business and it's your baby and it's your passion and it is, you're putting everything into it. It's so hard not to take personally. It's really hard to to put that distance in. It's not Alicia who is selling, do you know what I mean? It's Bride Chiller. That's what they're buying. They're buying your brand and they're buying, you know, and even if it is your name on it, which it is, your name's on all your books, it's a different Alicia. It's not Alicia who sat watching The Real Housewives. Yes, exactly. And there does have to, it's Sacha Fiss, isn't it? Yes. You know, it's that distance between it. Um, I could keep you here all afternoon, Please. there's so much You've got to go catch a you know, train I've got to go and get a train, I just want to sit here and just get a drinks trolley Like that would be oh, we my could dream arrange this that. afternoon
3: <laughs> Well my team will get it for you Sure, yes, if you could get <laughs> We're ready for it now Deborah Please, bring in the trolley Alicia, thank you so much Thank you my love
2: so, I know I said it at the start, but I really think there is so much in this episode that isn't just about weddings. What Alicia talked about obligations, you know, from other people, other people's expectations, pressures, the word should, and of course, the fuck it bucket, which is available for you whenever you might need it. So, I really hope that you've got loads out of it. If you want to follow Alicia, and may I recommend that you do, she is at Bride Chiller Podcast, and we will put a link in the description as well. Um, also the podcast is Bride Chiller if you want to go and find it while you're there please do subscribe to Wobble we would love to have you and this is the third series so do go back and have a listen to all the other glorious episodes if you're new welcome it is divine to have you thank you so much for being here and we will see you next time for another brilliant guest on Wobble